right. Welcome to the 290 Mo Podcast. I appreciate your time. If you could, introduce yourself to my viewers and listeners. What's up? I am the Big Boss, B-I-G-B-O-S-S-B, Big Boss B. My Instagram is B-I-G-B-O-S-S-B-E-E-N-E. I am a manager, artist development specialist, a stage coordinator, and event coordinator. Multifaceted. Go. Okay, okay. You sound busy. You sound busy, so I appreciate you making time for the for the podcast coming through. Um, let's start with the name. Let's start with the name. So, how how did you um, acquire the title? You know what I'm saying? Big Boss. Is that is it self given? Is it something that you was somebody placed on you? How you come to that? It's evolved. So um, I got Beanie because I'm really into um, reggae music, soccer mm-hmm. music. So I'm a big fan of Beanie Man. Mm-hmm. can sing a lot of Beanie Man songs And everybody just gave me the nickname Beanie My original nickname was Beanie Jigger Because I like Jay-Z, mm-hmm. right? And you know, Chief Keef got the song How It Go And at the end of How It Go He say, no, MC Hammer, bitch, I'm Sosa Jigger mm-hmm. So I used to change it, I'm Beanie Jigger mm-hmm. So I went from Beanie Jigger to Big Boss I'm like, yeah, I'm little, you know But my attitude big, so I'm calling myself Big Boss Then I got, I had a cosmetic company Boss the brand, mm-hmm. so I changed it to Big Boss Bean. Nickname Beanie, my baby daddy changed it to Bean, so I just changed it to Big Boss Bean. Okay, yep. okay, Big Boss Bean. Evolution. Where you from? Where 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 start? Where where you grow up? I'm from the west side of Chicago, the Austin mm-hmm. community. I'm from the Dub, mm-hmm. 290. Okay, okay. What, what what was your experiences out west? Cause uh, I don't know how you are old are you, but I'm 31, and yep. just the times. It's just changed, you know what I'm saying, from yeah. from when I was a shorty to, to now, you know what I'm saying? So how was your experience growing up, you know what I'm saying? Well, I'm 28, and, uh, okay. so we fairly close. Um, I had way more fun as a child than they do now you outside. Know, sure. Ain't, ain't no outside for my outside. kids. No, I can't ain't no go outside, outside for mine either. Sure. They can't go outside either. My daughter's doing archery and some more shit. She don't Ooh. understand nothing like that, you know? So Let a nigga act crazy. You, you know? know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bo arrow. Yes, I got you. But, you know, so it's definitely very, very different. I feel like we had more of a childhood, uh, more freedom to explore, shit like that. Um, kids now don't get the chance to explore shit but the internet. So, yeah, I definitely agree that it's a difference. Facts. Okay, okay. So, um, what was your aspirations at that time when you were growing up? You know what I'm saying? I know you got a lot going on now, but then when it was like baby big balls, yeah. You can be anything you want to be. You can be astronaut, <clears throat> president. What you what you want to be? I literally, um, when I was younger, I was into tech. So I wanted to be a computer analyst. and um, But I had always had an interest in music. So I would always listen to music. Shout out DJ Nate. DJ Nate is part of the family. Oh, you know what I mean? around so the corner. We would I'm watch sure. them, you know, yeah. and know their music and Watch Fever Fly, you know, get a squad. Oh, shit. You remember that? Oh, shit. So um, I would do those things. I danced um, professionally from about, I would say, six to about 19. Um, I danced with one of the greatest teams in Chicago, uh, Full Effect. Um, I really just had the same aspirations. I just didn't have a actual spot where i decided like yeah this is exactly what i wanted to do i knew i wanted to be in art artistry mm-hmm. i used to um rap I, we used to make fucking concerts for my grandma and my auntie 
You know, we would cut up sure. papers. Here you go, come to this. I had always been into what I'm doing now, so I didn't really have a solid, like, this is what I'm going to do. So mm-hmm. I danced, I did music, I did drama, I did plays, I did everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. If you don't mind me asking, what was your support system like at that time? Like you mentioned, you know what I'm saying, being influenced by the guys and the people who was in the streets doing their thing, but, like, were your parents, like, um putting you in dance classes and, and things like that, different nature, different um, things, or or was it basically just getting it on your own? So my mom is a nurse. Um, I Well, you know, she became a nurse when I was about four or five, so she's more so by the book. <clears throat> I actually was my own motivation, I won't lie. Like, my mom put me in ballet, you know, younger. Um, if I had an interest in a thing, she would let me do it. But um, actual, like, moral support or, like, I'm going to come to this show, I'm going to do this. It was kind of like self self bred. It was I was self driven mm-hmm. off the fact that I felt like my mom did not want me to do this. So you know I felt like, hey, I can do this. I want you to see it. So a lot of it is really self driven. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. That's what's up. Was it easy to stay motivated through that time? Like, how did you know like you was doing the right thing? Like, was you were you getting compliment? Like people were telling like you should keep doing this. Like, or was it just pure self motivation? It it would come off natural. Mm-hmm. So. <clears throat> if I wanted to, um, let's just say I wanted to dance at this show and I had it set in my mind, mm-hmm. okay, I want to do this. I would go, um, I think the lack of fear, I don't know, I had a really like weird lack of fear. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't, things didn't really That's a good scare thing. me. That's That's yeah, a good and it's, I'm, I'm still the same way now. Things mm-hmm. don't really scare me, so if I want it, I'm going to go get it. And mm-hmm. I've always been that way. Mm-hmm. And my mother can attest to that. Love you, mama. Mm-hmm. Shout out Tara. <laughs> okay, so so you dancing? What what was the ultimate goal? You know, what I'm saying for the dancing, and is the does is the goal still a goal to this day? But um, what what was the goal, and where did it? You know, what I'm saying when did you start teetering into other things? My coaches were all multifaceted, so mm-hmm. all of my coaches. So Dane Campbell is who owns uh, Full Effect at that time. <clears throat> Dane was writing plays. Um, he was oh, he was a playwright. He was choreographing for uh, celebrities. Mm-hmm. He was doing a couple of things. Blair Cartlidge works closely with Missy Elliott. That was another one of my coaches. TK Axe, he moved to Hollywood, Did you know? does movies and all that. So they all had something else, too. Mm-hmm. So they made me realize I don't have to just dance. I can dance and do. So they we were in a theatrical dance company. You get what I'm saying? So you were taught to you know um act while you dance or put on a show or tell a story while you dance or you know <clears throat> watching them just organize or put things together that interests me mm-hmm. you know so they kind of woke that up for me i'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie okay so did dancing take a back seat once you you know what i'm saying like i can i can be talented in all these other different areas or was it still like a, a main part of well i got pregnant when i was 19 mm-hmm Right. So that was in the middle of me um, becoming an adult. For sure. And um, solidifying my career at that time. Dancers normally go to about 34 <clears throat> if they are not choreographing or they're not uh, putting what, together What shows. kind of dancing specifically? Just dancing, period? So um, choreographed dance, you know, so uh, it could be hip hop. It could be a mixture of things, but um, depending on who was, you know, actually the choreographer. Mm-hmm. So um, we had a, a list of choreographers in our group. Even they would dance too, but they were still putting shows together. Um, 
they basically taught me discipline. So we all learned every dance, but we all also auditioned for every dance. Mm -hmm. So we didn't always win. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to lose. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Was that something that you was able to adapt to easily? Was you was did you like learning all the other dances, or was you specifically you know what I'm saying I don't know if it was was a hip hop or what yeah. would you? So I was more so um, persistent. Mm. I got my feelings hurt a lot. Um, I had I had a class constructively, do, or or is it like yeah, cutthroat it, in the, in the dancing both. world? Okay. Both. It just depends on the seriousness of the show. We're doing competitions. It's not really about your feelings. It's about what's going to make us win, you right. know? So, um, yes, I will say that they were hard on us, but it was, it worked. Mm -hmm. um, I one of my, I had a class I was doing, I knew I was doing horrible. <laughs> I knew I was doing bad. I was doing real bad. And my, one of my coaches is named Mikey. He literally was like, look, if you're going to be a pickle, because it, it's called pickle when you're bad. When you look mm -hmm. bad, it's a pickle, right? If you're going to be a pickle, you're going to be the best damn pickle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that man told me that, and it stuck with me. So even if I am doing bad, I'm going to do the, the best bad, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. You get what I'm saying? No, I smell, I smell so what I've you always had that mindset mm -hmm. because of the things that were said to me when I fell down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, pretty much that's what it was, really. Okay. That's dope. That's Building dope. character, uh, for sure. Right, that's why I said great character builder, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah, definitely. <clears throat> so... Before we leave the dancing real quick, just talk to me about the, the aspect of being a female in, like, the dance industry overall. Is it, I we kind of touched on a little bit, like you said, it's cutthroat too. Like, what aspect about, you know what I'm saying, dance? Is it like a, like you see on the movies, like Stump the Yard and, like, when it's, like, personal beefs on? Like, what's, yeah. what's, what's cutthroat about the dance Absolutely. industry? Absolutely. Every scene has its perks like mm -hmm, every sure. single scene i'm learning you know that I mean? even a podcast even you know, podcast sure. scene uh manager scene sure. um i mean artist scene you're gonna have you know competitiveness i personally i'm very competitive mm -hmm. i'm not apologetic about that mm -hmm. but um yes definitely like um you would have crews we had shows at portage theater and teams are macing each other outside because they didn't win you get what i'm saying like those things happen you get what I'm saying? In every single aspect. Mm -hmm. Every single one. Okay. Yeah. What about, um, I know I said I was going to, we're going to stop with the dancing, but uh, <laughs> another thing with the dancing, I noticed even when I was growing up, like I got, um, I, uh, I, I grew up with a lot of people that footwork, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they, they used to be like dead serious. Like yeah, I'm talking about, they used to have like footwork practice after school, you know what I'm saying? It used to be. We practice Monday, you? Wednesday, Friday from five to eight. Mm -hmm. You better, you dare not touch your phone. <laughs> I was at Austin Town Hall Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I went to school. Yeah. Yeah. So so what I want to know is about the internal. We talked about like the outside against the other people, you know what I'm saying? Right. Mason's So was it. Um, was being in a dance crew something that you enjoyed doing? Was it, you know what I'm saying, something Absolutely. that you... Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. It's definitely a popularity contest, too. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So if you don't know anyone. Mm -hmm. But if you have talent, you'll end up knowing people. Um, it's, it's literally the same. Mm -hmm. It's The scenes are literally the same. It's who you know, what you know, what you can do. Mm -hmm. How you are valuable. Your value to what we're doing right now mm -hmm. is what dictates how well you do or how far you go. Mm -hmm. With um, FICO... I cannot tell you. I think I think I remember one second place. So even though they were hard, even though they were, you know, saying what they were saying, you know, maybe uh, giving you criticism and everything, like, 
they were still hard on us, but every time we went to these competitions, we were never called last. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. we were always first place. So even that's from doing Flip the Script over in DeKalb. If we're doing uh, Fave 5 competitions, we were always number one. Mm-hmm. And that's, we had divisions. You get what I'm saying? So you had West Side Total Domination. You got South Side PDC. Mm-hmm. Northern got DDC. Up north is H2O. We had different dance right, teams, sure. but we were a division. Mm-hmm. And we competed as a division, and we competed separately, and we brought a lot of wins in. Definitely. Okay, so so like dancing's always like been a part of Chicago culture, you know what Definitely. I'm saying? From house to footwork and bopping, belly rolling, slow slow dancing, you know what I'm saying? It's always, but I felt like it was a, a moment where like it kind of took a back seat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I feel like now with the rise of social media, everybody you could do dances on, on lives and sure. I feel like it's making a rise. Do you? Um, do you feel like like the dance culture is like making like the urban dance culture is like making a way back? You know what I'm saying? Like when we used to have like the war zones and stuff like that. Do you think that some stuff like that is making a comeback or do you they, think it's just something that's I social think, media? I think for the younger crowd, mm-hmm. um, they do have people like Astronaut Flea, but a lot of them are uh, South Side based. Mm-hmm. West Side doesn't really have a real big dance team. I'm not really sure if Dance Force has a West Side division. I think so, but a couple of those dance teams, they are doing great. Like, Dance Force um, danced on TV for a lifetime. I'm trying to think about what uh, show. Who's Diana? Diana is the coach for who? What team is that? The dance, Dancing Diamonds? Something like that. They popular, real popular. But they dance for them. Like, they're doing a lot of things under wraps, should I say. Not really under wraps, but not necessarily in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And some things are in the spotlight, but you, you know, like you said, it's the age of social media, so it's all about what's in your feed. Mm-hmm. Just because it's not in your feed don't mean it's not happening either, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, I think. For sure. For sure, that's dope, man. We're going to have to wrap some more. I'm, work, I'm working on some. I'm, I'm doing a, a dancing documentary I'm Definitely. working on. I want to talk to a few people. So, um to segue, because um, you got a lot going on, and, and if I'm stepping out of order, uh, I'll manage you correcting me, but nice. what comes next? Is it managing comes right after dancing? or, or, or? Um, No, actually, um, I went from a manager to a video um, girl to I, I, did, I did my own production, dance production, um, in about 2016, I want to say. October 2016. Now, what is a dance production? Forgive me. So, like, a video of dancers. So, I, you know, we, I got some of my dancers that I dance with. Just a video dancing? A couple of people. Um, I rented out a space. I got a cameraman. Shout out Robert Smith, Big Homie Films. He shot that for me. That was, he really kicked a lot of stuff off for me. I will Mm -hmm. say that. Um, But he did shoot that video. And that's really what kicked me off to wanting to do the background. Because I was in the front of the camera at first. And I put that entire production together, and that really opened my eyes like, you could do other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I went from doing the um, dance production to party promoting for a little while. Mm-hmm. Didn't really like party promoting. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, I'm really into this. Mm-hmm. I started a lingerie line. Mm-hmm. Stressed me out. It's like, nope, can't do this either. So everybody knew me as someone that's doing something or you know oh i know it has something to do with art or you know so i'm the artsy chick so mm-hmm. people know i'm gonna be in that realm so i went from dancing producing a, a dance you know um project to 
um, promoting, didn't like it, lingerie, did that, modeling, now I'm modeling, and um, I was going to the music garage just to hang with a few people, Mm-mm. I was going to the music garage just to hang with a few people, and um, this guy was in there rapping, and I, I told Maestro, you know, from the Aviators, mm-hmm. Maestro, I told him, I was like, hey, um, I know how to rap. He was like, what? You know how to rap, rap. So I started rapping, you know, um, and he started creating a beat around my voice. And he was like, who taught you how to rap? And I was like, honestly, I just, I've been around it for a long time. When I was in high school, I was a part of a team. We did, we competed in um, school talent shows, things like that. You know, I've always been involved in that. So he was like, you should rap. And I started rapping. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So I did a lot of I'm things. I'm gonna cut you off. I'm sorry. Oh, you good? Okay. So, so you, you just list off like six skills right there. Facts. So I'm gonna try to catch <laughs> I'm gonna try to run them over for y'all. I'm uh, for the listeners' view. I'm gonna try to get them all. So, if you don't mind me asking, if you don't mind, um, I want to talk about um, your time as a video girl. Okay. Like what your experience was like. Like spe- more specifically, um, sometimes it's like. Is it like sometimes you get a bad optics, you know what I'm saying, sometimes. So what was your experience like? Was it good? Was it bad? Was it something you still do? Was it something you recommend for, for models or, or, or ladies getting into the industry? Just elaborate on that a little bit. Um, so doing videos as a female, um, there are, <coughs> excuse me, there are perks and there are minuses. Now, mind you, I've been... In a few people's video, um, I've been featured on World Star with Silver Dollar Pills. Um, that was a really good production. Um, they were very respectful, put everything together. It's all about what your goal is or what your um, target audience is. So mm-hmm. if your target audience is for them to look at you sexy, you're going to do sexy mm-hmm. videos. If you're looking to be classy, you're going to do classy videos. Mm-hmm. You know, more acting, you're going to do more mm-hmm. serious videos. So. I would say depending on your lane. Mm-hmm. Um, would I recommend it for females now? Yes, certain ones, mm-hmm. depending on what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. There are paid gigs and then there are free gigs. Mm-hmm. You know, so you just gotta know when to hold them and when to fold them. Mm-hmm. Do you have a uh, asterisk? Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Okay. So, um, and and, <clears throat> and to kind of go along with the with the um with the with the dancing I don't, uh, but you also mentioned having the lingerie line and before we go into lingerie line a little bit more deeper do you have an issue with like being sexualized like you know what i'm saying you are a woman you're a beautiful woman like when you like like well well let me ask you this make it more clear do you think like sexualizing things is, like part of the game Yes. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And do you feel some type of way like when a man sees you and then it's just he just sexualized you like he's just drooling or you be like that's part of the game? You know what I'm saying? It's, I feel um, like it's a part of the game. I feel like it's all about how you handle it. Um, know when to hold them and when to fold them pretty mm-hmm. much, you know. So um, women, we are we were born to be sexy. For sure. Every single one of us has the ability to be sexy mm-hmm. no matter how you think you look or how big you are or small you are every woman has the ability to be sexy and sexy is not just your look mm-hmm. it's a movement you know it's a sound it's a mm-hmm. lifestyle so mm-hmm. you can utilize your sexiness without 
at technically being sexual, but eluding to the sex. You know what I mean? Mm, for sure. For sure. Um, <clears throat> what made you want to start a lingerie line? Like, how did it, you know what I'm saying? How did you know that, that was something that was feasible? Like, like I can start, I can start a lingerie line. And what was the the emphasis of behind it? Like, what was you trying to push? You know, like some lingerie lines push for the plus size women, for the older women, for the dancers. What so What was you trying to? What was you trying to? For them? So makes sense. When I dropped it, I dropped. Do you remember when? Furry everything was popular. For sure. So furry, furry sandals, flip flops, furry bras. I created them by from my hands. Mm -hmm. Furry bras Mm -hmm. and then a furry panty set. So a lot of strippers would get it, or uh, models they want to do a picture. I'm sorry, I'm gonna flick this lighter. But um, I have two heavy set friends, and I said, "Sis, you the most confident heavy set sister I know. Her name Cherry." Okay, I said, look, I, I made a set for you, and you have to do my lingerie line photo shoot, and I'm gonna send you the picture, right? She's heavy set, okay. Mm-hmm. Killed the photos. I got great rapport, mm-hmm. great rapport off that. So you actually caught my drift. Mm-hmm. It was really to show that all women can be sexy. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Yeah, I was having a debate about that. I have a cousin that's beautiful, and she's. Uh, consider heavy set, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I made her my daughter's godmom off the fact that my daughter is a plus size child, you know. Mm-hmm. But her confidence is just, mm-hmm. you know, radiates, and she's beautiful, mm-hmm. you know. And a fashion a fashion over model, the fashion over curve, mm-hmm. she does that too. So I felt like that was influential. That's why I did it. So you mm-hmm. kind of caught my drift. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah. And and to kind of double back on a question I asked you previously, but it was pertaining to earlier in your life. Yeah. At this time, you know what I'm saying? You're dancing and you're in videos. You got the lingerie going on. What was your support system like at that time? Like from OG, your aunts, you know what I'm saying? What, what was their views on it? Because, you know, it's now different. Back in the day, you could do things. And you could be a dancer, but wouldn't nobody see it, you know what I'm right. saying? But now you every everything on social media. So yeah. auntie, you know what I'm saying, see you yeah. dancing, you know what I'm saying? So what was the, the support like? My granddad was my biggest support. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I was getting ready to say my granddad was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> my granddad was the biggest support. Um, I'm sure. That's what's he, up. He passed from COVID uh, going on three years. Wow. Yeah, but um, one of my biggest supports, a person I watched go from one thing to another thing in front of me like he really made me believe in change like mm-hmm. i believe anybody could change anything could be changed that's dope um just was very supportive of me my mom had a hard time understanding me at that time but she has always taken care of me fast mm-hmm. so anything i ever needed my mother's always been there but my actual support came from within self and friends the fact that i grew character bonds with people i was dancing with you know um other people who are also experiencing, oh, you know, my mom might not like the fact that I do this. Or, you know, we were all kind of each other's support. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really come from higher-ups, for real. It came from peers mm-hmm. and um, coaches and mentors inside, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's a scene. Mm-hmm. There are people there, you know, and I didn't necessarily get mine from home base, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So my support really came from my environment and <clears throat> Okay. Sure. What what was, if you don't mind me asking, what was like the response like? Cause I like I mentioned like now the social it's a social media age. So like what was the response from like, 
classmates and friends and um do you let your children see everything that you do at the same time is that everything that you allow them to see like was that something that you had to like well not have is that something that you take mind of or you be like you don't care other people's opinions you know what i'm saying or they be like damn my teacher probably saw this you know what i'm saying be like, i ain't gonna lie I've been the same way for a long time, like my base characteristics. I've always been the same way. I've always been outspoken. I've always been, um, if I'm doing it, I'm doing it. You know, so um, that that really goes for anyone. And that maybe that works for me a lot. And a lot of times it gets me in some situations to just be so I don't give a fuck. But it's not that I really don't give a fuck. It's that I realize that everybody has an opinion and I have no control over that. And they're going to have it regardless of whatever yes, you do. Yes, I do have a sensor for my children. Mm-hmm. I do have a sensor for my mother. Or, you know, so I would show them certain things, not mm-hmm. everything. But they are aware of what I do because, you know what I mean, they now my support system, they are my support system with my children. Mm-hmm. They help me tremendously with my kids. So I will say that. So, yeah, sure. I do have support. But that's mainly what made me uh, switch over is my support. Okay, I understand. I have a child now, so I might can't do this too much anymore mm-hmm. this requires me to be here more than i can mm-hmm. so a lot of my switching came from trying to adjust mm-hmm. to my life yeah. okay that's dope that's dope you definitely got a a, a a story so um talking about getting behind the camera you know what i'm saying um did that happen out of out of passion or necessity like did you want to get behind the camera or behind the production or was you didn't have a cameraman one day or something and you had to do it like how did you find out you had a passion for being behind the scenes so when i act it's weird because when i started rapping i met uh this guy that's now my brother his name is marcus rosales but uh we started a film team well he started it and he brought me into it right so um we shot a movie love city which drops september 27th okay shout out check it out okay so we started that and at first it was just an idea Mm. took us an entire year to film that so i was only supposed to be a small role Mm. in it at first and i went from a small role to the boom worker so that's the sound yes sir i went from sound excuse me then i started working the camera the a what is it the sony a Three eyes, yep. We working that and working macro lens. Mm -hmm. You know, um, we doing a lot. We were just doing a lot of things. They taught me. Well, they used me basically because I'm usable. But you're learning at the same time. Exactly. I mean, use me, please Mm -hmm. do. You know what I mean? Because I'm willing to learn. And um, we learned about nan lights, fog machines, drones, um, the body gear for movies to, you know, make it look like you got shot. You know, everybody, we, we practicing dying. And then you getting all you this know? free game? Like, free yeah, game? Yeah, like, it's just free game, and it's just a brother that I met, like, through music. Like, hey, I want you on my song. And it went from that to, a, like, a brother and sister relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we talked about it for a minute. We got a script together, casting call, got a lot of people together, and finished that first one, and... Be kept, we're filming again, so mm-hmm. we're about to get ready for casting for that okay. as well. Okay, we, we ain't just gonna gloss over that. So, so you, as an, as an actress, like, were you are were you prepared to? I know it started off as, as a small role, but was as you as yourself, was you prepared to to 
be an actress like what type of preparation did that take was that something that you was passionate about or was that something that just fell in your lap you like i could do that you know yeah, what i'm saying so, as i that? said before i did theatrical dance mm-hmm. i've always right, acted. You, right sure you get me sure. i've always acted but i did theatrical dance mm-hmm. i had it a mixture mm-hmm. so they put you me know a in. lot of actors they get like training like that though yeah. like they be like actors that, well i ain't too smart i'll be learning new shit every day but you they be smart. going like theater they went to like theater school yeah. and like did like it's plays beneficial. and shit on stage before they was like behind the camera doing this this doing is shit. a persona mm-hmm. it's yourself but it's a persona sure. when the camera comes on you have to present yourself For a certain sure. way you are taught that that is it. Some people have it natural, but they also still have PR. They mm-hmm. also still have people that say, hey, hell no, nah, delete that. Mm-hmm. Why you post that? Sure. You know what I mean? Everybody has it. So you all, it's no problem with getting assistance for mm-hmm. it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of, like you mentioned a lot, you know what I'm saying, behind in production. Uh, what's, what's your favorite part of you? Is it, if there was like, you can get one job in a production behind the scenes, you got, what's, what's, what's one you pick? Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna <clears throat> say uh, prepping the scene. Oh yeah. So getting it ready. Um, the reason why is because it depends. It depends on the scene. So that's we, a lot of responsibility. We had a warehouse scene. Okay, we had a warehouse scene. We found the place. Okay, we rented the place out. We had a warehouse scene. We had to put the the wood chips, mm-hmm. the sand right, and then when we were shooting the little, you know, we had the prop guns. We're doing that part. <laughs> we have a. a leaf blower that's blowing the dust so everybody getting dusty that's fun you know what i mean it's fun you're doing it over and over and over again so i like that part i like the setup and getting it ready and you know uh you don't y'all end up getting a relationship because you know this guy you have to practice dying about 97 times with Mm. these people so you're like yeah that was (laughs) you died good as hell today like you know you gotta it's a it grows it builds character it builds um the ability to work in a team the ability to know, like, hey, I have a specific role, and this role matters. If, I, if this role is not done correctly, then mm-hmm. everything is not going to be right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Before, before we dive more deeper into the music and, and the managing, um, what's your least favorite part about about doing production? If you had to take one aspect away from the whole process, what would it be and why? Well, I'm 4'11", and holding that heavy-ass boom mm-hmm. while trying to keep it out of the... You got to hold that because you're so short. You got to... And then it's like it's stretched out long because I'm sure, sure. you know, and I have to keep it out of range of the camera. That's just a lot. That was a lot. I hated that part the most. I always woke up sore. Bill's character, though. Holding the (laughs) nan light, too. I hated Bill's character. Okay, okay. So uh, before we get into man, does does your personal music or managing comes first? Which one? Managing. Managing comes first before before your. So, how did you get into managing? Was it a, a specific artist that you was like, man, we could we could make some shit shake, or, or did you just uh, want to start a, a record label? Like, what made you want to get into managing an artist? Um, Cause that's a motherfucking task in itself. I'll be having some artists just for interviews. I'll be like, I don't see how anybody deal with your ass. Oh, sure. <laughs> Oh, sure. Look, I'm going to tell you, it's definitely a thing where, like, you have to have the cool fact. Mm-hmm. You have to have the shit. Um, You know what? I I had a personal uh, situation where I was, I felt like I was managing anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn, that would be a great idea. I already work in the background anyway. I've done everything from 
dancer to the artist to all of that why not try the background you know if you're a powerhouse think about when you're looking for a manager right if i'm an artist i'm a rapper whatever the case may be i need better shows all of that i i provide all of that Mm -hmm. and then you fuck around need your hair done Mm -hmm. i can do that too you get what i'm saying so it's like i did that um and i realized that i was good at it so we were seeing results. So as we were working closely, we were seeing results. And they began to uh, gain exposure. And, you know, I felt good about that because I'm like, hell, shit, this is, you know what I'm saying? This is what I'm doing. And I ended up grabbing other artists. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's how I ended up actually managing. Okay. I've had, I've had a few managers in here, uh, yeah. managers and, and, and people who own got their own record labels. In your opinion, what is the job of a manager? Like, what is your job? Like, I hear some artists be like, the manager ain't put no money behind me. I hear some managers say, we ain't supposed to put no money behind you. We just supposed to lead you in the right direction. And your, you know what I'm saying, to to your potential clients that you may be talking to or maybe watching and listening, what is your job as a, as a manager? My job is to meet you at a certain percentage um, based off of how you're moving. So I work off of a six-month base plan. Mm-hmm. So if I work with you, I have a six-month plan for you. Let's figure out what we're going to do for the next six months. The shows that we are going to get into, now normally shows come out every two weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. You have an option to do a competition or this showcase, open mic, or what have you, right? I am big on competitions. I like to do competitions. Um, so we would set your six months, put your shows together, but we're also going to set your rehearsal dates in between those shows. We're going to talk about how many songs we're going to do. So I make a personal plan with you based off of your artistry and what you're doing, right? Mm. Now, if we're doing studio time and everything, I have a handbook where I have set, uh, how do I put it? So I have a set percentage. So I'll pay for 20% of your video shoot. Or I'll pay for this. I'll go, you know, so I do actually put money behind my artists. That's why... I, I am so hard and choosy on <clears throat> who I'd like to. As you, you should. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And that and that kind of walks into my next question. So, would you actually put your own dollar into into potential artists or into your own artists? Is it anybody can sign up? Is it, are you do, do you pick the artists? Do you see artists and be like I want to work with you? Like how does it how do how does an artist even get to to be managed by you? So normally um, what I do, I am partnered with Tribe House. Um, I don't know if you know about the Soul Tribe. Mm -hmm. I'm partnered uh, with him. So what I would do, I would talk to an artist. The artist might express their interest. Sorry, my bad. Artists might express their interest. And I'm making myself so messy. I'm sorry. They might express their interest. And I say, okay, well, there's an open mic on Tuesday. You know, come out to the open mic. I want to see you perform. After After they perform, I talk to them, have a conversation. Tell them, okay, come back again. If I, you know, I'll go talk with my friends, deliberate or whoever I'm with. Mm. What do you feel? If I'm not really sure, I'll have them come in and come through tribe again and chill, you know? So I do have a um, process. Mm-hmm. Okay. How involved are you in the creative process when it comes to your artists? Like you mentioned, you know what I'm saying, putting your own money, you know what I'm saying, into the studio time. So are you in the studio like, nah? This ain't it, or is it more Absolutely. like just do your thing? I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm at, I'm at every that? single one. I'm at every single one. Every single one. 
is that is that is that always copacetic or has it ever or an issue ever been arisen? You know what I'm saying? When I argue, a lot of issues you know have arisen. A lot of issues. How, how do you handle that? You know what I'm saying? As a manager, because sometimes I know you know what I'm saying. As a manager, you got to manage situations. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So, how do you handle a situation like that when you might not be in agreement with an artist? Um, most likely, a lot of the times with grace. Mm-hmm. A lot of the times with grace, I do um, communicate. I will talk uh, to you about it, but it's ways you go about things. You know what I mean? And it's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the time. Being a manager, you always have to choose to be the bigger person, you know, and that's the hard part of always choosing to be the bigger person. Like, even if you, you know, pers- have personal relationships or whatever, you know, just still choosing to be the bigger person. Yeah, so mm. that's pretty much how I deal with it. Okay, definitely. That's what, I that's definitely, mm. I definitely work very close with my artists. I definitely help put them together and grow and expose. I rehearse. I do what I need to do, and I do my part. I've always have, and mm-hmm. there is no one that, no one that's ever worked with me that can say that I didn't put money behind them. I did not put the effort or allow them the um, space to do what they need to do now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and along with the the creative process of it all is this is something like are you like deep into it like uh, like wardrobe and and since you have a background in dancing you know what I'm saying I went, well I should have known when you said dancing you meant like choreographing them mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying stuff like that but you have you actually actually danced yourself with the artist or um you know what I try my best not to mm-hmm. so I do I'll try to find everybody because I really like I said I've done everything and I figured out what I like to do the most and that's in the background like sometimes um, well, sometimes you like we want something done right I'm gonna do it myself you know what I'm saying or facts, uh, but or yeah. I'll just you know bitch until I get it mm-hmm. facts mm-hmm. I will bitch until I get it mm-hmm. I will tell you that but but I promise you it always comes out accurate mm-hmm. it always comes out right mm-hmm. facts okay uh a manager with your own dollar. Yeah. Talk to me about slot giveaways. Are, are they me personally? I want to ask you: Are they real? I see. I've seen a lot of slot giveaways, and to be honest, me personally, I maybe overlooked some, but I've only seen one slot get been given out from a slot giveaway. So, um, is that a good investment? Is it a good investment? Do you have to vet like whoever's holding the the lick? Sometimes I see. It'll be a, a a future concert coming up, but it's three different events. They got slot giveaways, you know what I'm yeah, saying? So, right. And then the one person I did know get a, he got like a slot giveaway. He got to the it was a sleazy a sleazy world ghost, so he got that. Mm-hmm. But he was like it was like he's like six other people had the open world. He got like a minute thirty minutes on a minute thirty on the stage. He was like, but so in your opinion, is is slot giveaways are they real? Is it a good investment? How how should you go about that as somebody listening to watching this right now? Um, so from a manager's perspective That's or manager. an artist, your your, exp- your expert opinion. Um, honestly, your manager is responsible for reading into the event, mm-hmm. finding out who's running it, speaking to who's running it, not the promoters, mm-hmm. not the DJ, not the guy that's dressed really nice just walking around in the room. They don't matter. If they pay to get in there, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. That's my advice. And as an artist, you know what I'm saying, independent, upcoming artist, should you be investing in slot giveaways or should you be investing that money in studio time or features or music videos? 
both are uh, equally beneficial, and I'll say that because the uh, slide giveaways give you time for exposure. Mm-hmm. And um, if you do get the one minute and thirty second, you thirty seconds, you are um, still in a room full of people yeah, that sure. seen you and heard you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, you don't go there in vain. Yeah, sure. So both ways, yeah. it's all about your patience. A lot of people are microwave. Mm-hmm. You know, they want it right. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and not only that, like like the like the brother that that did that, he had a good heart. You know what I'm yeah. saying? What I think it was, they sold him. They sold him some that. You know what I'm saying? They right. told him like he was now, gonna have a set. You don't know what get I'm me wrong. They said you gonna have defending. a set for Sleazy Real Go. You know I'm saying? not defending you know um, a lot of competitions because a lot of competitions are bullshit. Mm-hmm. And. It's funny because we can have a, a whole total because I I be going into a whole spiel, but we will have a separate conversation about that. Most com- most competitions are bullshit, and mm. I'll say that. Okay. And then that's most competitions okay. in Chicago are bullshit. Okay. Most that's of right. them are rigged. Most of them are competition mm. based off popularity, not off mm. your talent. Mm. Um, but if you're smart and you're talented, you can get that popularity. So I'm telling you both ways to look at it. Yes, they are bullshit. But once you learn the bullshit, if you want it, do you learn how to be bullshit with them? Or do you got to play the game? You got to play the game. When to hold them and when to fold them. Remember when I I said that? Every environment, whatever you're doing, I'll be at work. I'll be telling them all. They'll be like, you been here so long? It's it's a game, shorty. Once you learn the game, you learn how to play. You give me, yeah. So that's my opinion for sure, but they're definitely bullshit. Mm. A lot of them, majority. Okay, okay. Before we before we get into your personal music, um, what's your favorite part about being a, a manager, and what's your least favorite part? Watching them grow mm. is my main one. Mm. My least favorite part is when it get to their brain mm. and they try to play with you. Mm. Least favorite part. Mm. Now they're not everybody doesn't do it. But a lot of the times you will run into situations where it's like that, where mm-hmm. because you are in the background, they, you know, lower mm-hmm. your value. Mm-hmm. When you know your artist's value as a manager, you know you value them, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you want them to value you the same. Mm-hmm. So that would be my least favorite part. With these experiences that may not end too well with the artist or with the situation, do you use that and, and put that on top of another artist? Like if you... Invite an artist to a track. I'm like, man, they acting just like what the bar was acting. They be like, I ain't. Or is it everybody get a clean plate in this and it's pure off pure talent? I have clean one on one conversations with artists. Mm-hmm. I see where they head at, and if their head is not where I'm at, I have no problem with telling you it's probably not it. Mm-hmm. You know, respectfully, and I might like you. You know, what I'm saying, are you cool or? But. I do have boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm standing very stiff on them, you know. Mm-hmm. For sure. As yeah. you should. For sure. Okay. Okay. Definitely appreciate you coming through. But before you go, you know what I'm saying? And and if there's anything major that I'm missing, please interject. But uh, personally, your own music. Yeah. What, what? first of all, what's your subject matter? Like, what What? What can a listener expect, you know what I'm saying, when, when, they, when they cut you on? What we going to hear? What, what's the message? It really just depends. Um, or is it just a vibe? I'm re- yeah, I'm really a, a vibe. Like, it just depends on my feelings. Like, mm-hmm. um, I'm delving back into really trying to actually make songs. I'm really interested in battle rap. So, 
yeah, I like battle I fuck rap. Fuck with the battle rap. Yeah, I love battle rap more than um, actually like going on tour, making songs, making albums. You know, mm-hmm. that's not really what I. Would I want to film battle rap. I want to film battle rap. Saying, so let's let's chop it up. I'm sure. Let's set set it up. I'm yeah, right. sure. Yeah, so I'm into battle rap more than anything, <clears throat> but um, I do have a few songs. Uh, not to not to not to cut you off. No, you good. Before we. Let me ask you this, because I, I I watch Battle Rap like I'm old. Like I used to watch on YouTube. I used to watch Reed Dollars. I used to watch Meek Mill before he yeah. blew up. I used to watch on on YouTube Battle right. Rap. I I fuck with Arsenal, right? I think like Arsenal Rebel. I think he the best. But like every time I like watch like the new Battle Rap, I was like, so you can't do that in Chicago. Cause somebody gonna die. Nice, y'all. Tr- like, like listen. I don't know. That's the only okay. thing. Sure, like know, somebody you gonna know what? die. You know who I like, but I just don't like when he loses. He's a sore <laughs> fucking loser, bro. Hitman holla. Yeah, I love Hitman, but when he loses, he's a sore yeah. fucking loser, and I hate that shit. Yeah, I'm like, bro, your sportsmanship is, yeah. is fucking trash. I'm a huge fan of Arsenal. Arsenal is Mr. Yeah. Disrespectful, but I am the number one fan of QB Black Diamond, which is the princess or the queen of Disrespectful. Okay? So, so. Yeah. So, so how you. So how, what's your do you feel like battle rap in Chicago is something that could that could exist? Yes, it's a I, great space. I see I know one person that's doing it. I see him and I, I like it, but I just I just be like it's tough. Like it's tough. I don't I, I know a lady that's doing it, Molly. Molly been eating it up. Okay, okay. So Yeah. So when can we is it is it is it a difference between battle rap and actual music? You know what I'm saying? I hear some people like somebody like you can be a good battle rap, but they can't make good songs, or yeah. they make good songs and can't battle rap. That's true. Is that something that's tough for you, or is it is it the same? Or um, I feel like I'm best at features, mm-hmm. like when it comes down to industry songs or uh, just something that would be on the radio. Mm-hmm. I would be great as a feature. Mm-hmm. Um, because I actually care about my lyrics, mm-hmm. so I would say that. Um, when you say care about your lyrics, is it like I got a message for the kids, or like I'm I'm conscious uh, of how I'm putting shit together? Yeah, I'm con- so so I'm intelligent, mm-hmm. and I like to express that I'm, I'm intelligent sure. in a way that you could understand. Sure. Right. Another motherfucker, right. intelligent motherfucker, right. like damn. And even, and right. even somebody that's not necessarily just intelligent, they're like, damn, you know, that was that's just right. Like, right. I don't know what she meant, but that's just right, wrong. right. Like I understood <laughs> the gist, but I don't know that, you I'm know. Sure. Yeah. Oh, surely. So, what's the goal for the music? You know what I'm saying. You say you're getting back into it. So, what's the what's the vision? Is it is it singles? Is it just jumping on features? Is it a project? Is um, it a- I'm I'm gonna do um, a five song project. Um, mm. I'm working on a new artist. Um, she's never ever uh, rapped before or anything. Like never that. ever rapped before. Hey. Never ever rapped before. First song, Glass. Yeah. First song, Glass. She rapped at home and everything, but she this was her first time actually in the studio. Yeah, that's what I'm looking I'm looking glass. for an artist like that. I'm looking for, I need me a, a somebody to grab, scoot one of my arms right. for somebody that ain't I've got I've been in the sure. background working with her, and um, everybody I let here, they approving. Mm-hmm. They're like, fuck. Yeah, I rock with her. So um, we have entered into a competition August 2nd. How the, how the hell you start managing somebody that ain't never rapped before? Hey, she's always so. You heard her humming on the bus or something? We friends, like, come here. Right, we were friends. We met through a mutual. Um, we were friends. We ended up getting close on our own. And um, one day we were in the car. She was like, I didn't know you know how to rap. I'm like, yeah. She was like, well, shit, listen to this beat. And she just started, oh, she started going. And I was like, 
all this time we've been friends who are you what the fuck is going on right so i was like dude what the fuck you doing so we always talked about it and this was maybe like a year and a half ago mm. but she always talked to me about it and then one day i was like what the fuck are you doing today she's like nothing i'm like okay come slide to the studio right quick you got this song i heard it was just pretty decent so we go to the studio we went to fame dj fame studio and um uh, we got in there and she was like i got this song but i i need a feature and the first I hit Jacquees up, I'm like, Jacquees, I think I got a feature for you. I need you to get on something right quick. But she pulled me to the side. She was like, I, I think it's for you. Like, I think it's for you. I want you to do it. Like, I think it's for you. So I was like, man, you know, I don't rap. You know, I don't, I don't rap no more. And she just got on my ass like, you're going to rap. You're going to do this feature. Like, it's for you. And we did it. And everybody I played it for actually approved, like, mm-hmm. 100%. So I'm excited to bring her out. That's what's up. That's what's up. So we got a couple of competitions. So really, I chose to rap again because, um, like I said, as a manager, a lot of the time, you know, a lot of managers can't do what they're trying to tell you to do. Mm-hmm. So I felt like if I took the time from now to December 31st to display, I know how to do what you do. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want to do what you do. I like that you want to do it. But see, I do know how to do it. So now when I'm talking to you or we talking and you're are you you're listening for real this time because right. I'm showing you with your eyes because this is a mm. visual, you know, time. For now. Sure. Yeah. You ain't, you ain't pulling out your ass, you know. What I'm right. Saying? You know, I'm not just, you know, talking shit. Sure. I'm really. Yeah. What's your what's your favorite part about the whole music making process from the shows to the working with other artists to the writing? What, what's, what's your favorite part of making music? Show prep. Show prep. Show prep. I ain't like, never man, heard that. Usually people be like the shows, you know. She talking about show, show prep. prep. Like, oh, sure. To it as my favorite, like like getting it together. What like, does your show prep look like? That's so making your favorite My show part. prep includes rehearsals. <clears throat> it includes everybody talking about hey. What are we wearing? That'd be what my least it? favorite part. Hey. You, you got some. You probably got some type of form of OCD. I think I, I do too though. But that's to, to like the prep. So it's I need I have a makeup artist. That's nerve wracking. You don't have a you know what I mean. We don't have security on deck. We gonna have all of that on deck already. We already we mm-hmm. figuring all of it out. So I love the fact of when the day of or the day two days before, everything is going so smoothly because I just rammed it in y'all motherfucking heads for the past three weeks. Everybody so calling your phone. I'm so competitive. It's not funny. Like I'm competitive as fuck. See. So it's like when when we get here. This is how we moving. Like, mm. hey, look, when we walk in this room, these are the important people. Always watch your fucking group chat. Mm. Like, if my team, when they when they understand that, when they see that, they know. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? A lot of managers don't create a team anymore. I'm competitive. I see, I see, I do my homework, and I work off my homework. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's what I do. I love that part. What's your least favorite part about the music? If you have to take one thing away from... Working with other artists from going to shows out of town. Prides, so. egos. For sure. The different, the, ver- the variety of people. For sure. They might be amazing artists and For they sure. are a shit person. For you sure. feel me? Like, you never know what people dealing with in the background. You For know what sure. I'm saying? So it's just like that part. I don't like the uh, many souls. You know mm. what I mean? We're dealing with 8,000 energies, you know? You know, that's my thing about being outside, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, like, grew up in, like, in an era, like, well, you don't, you know, like, go to many places, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially, like, outside, so I'll be, like, trying to 
Especially by yourself, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, like, I be trying to, like, get up out of that, sh- out of that shell, man. But it's, it's definitely a, a different atmosphere, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, get, I get out the streets, I get in the podcast, it's like a whole nother vibe click and shit like you got other podcasters you know what i'm saying and water the park, you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying yeah and the thing like everything got the end thing i ain't with none of that shit though sure. man listen it's 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 a part of it sure. that's it's why i say my about. biggest my biggest competition for me i feel like it's myself sure. every time that's i do it. something i try to like, I feel like this interview, I, I, I don't say it, but every interview, my next one better than, this interview better than my last one. You know yeah. what I'm saying? My next video in the booth going to be better oh, than my better last one. Better than your one, last one. Boy. And look, it's no problem with saying that. And anybody that feels some type of way, what can you do about how they I'm feel? Sure. I can't do nothing about how you feel, so I hear it. Sleep like a baby, man. You know what I'm saying? The time still say what? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? We all got the same 24. And if it ain't working for you, it ain't moving how it's supposed to move for you. I got the same 24 as you. So I'm make it count. Make that shit count. That's it. That's how I feel. And anytime I see a success, no matter how I feel about somebody, I'm like. Do your I'm shit, sure. and that's For what sure. makes me I'm keep sure. going. That's I'm what sure. makes me have sure. grace and sure. be able to win. Especially, I'll be seeing certain ones. I'll be like, oh yeah, I they do. can do it. I can definitely do it. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. So, um, yeah. If, if somebody, you know, what I'm saying they listening, watching right now, they look up Big Boss Beanie. What they, what they gonna see? What they, what's going on right now? What's, what's right now? They'll what, see what me uh, promoting my artist development classes with Tribe. Um, They'll see me basically promoting the fact that I am uh, beginning to rap again just until December. I, I decided how long I was going to do it. That shit going to start busting your ass. Gonna man, I'm going to turn into Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, going to say, what they, what, they, what, they say, what they say, new year, new me. Oh, shorty. Hey, oh, yeah. Every time I did open mic, listen, every time I did open mic, I literally tell them, don't ask me to do this shit no more. Mm-hmm. I, swear, I, I say it on the mic. I manage. But they'll be like, no. Nah, Nah, you should rap. Why you don't rap anymore? And I'm like, bro, because it's just the drama that come behind being a manager. Mm-hmm. Think about when you're in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. You got so. drama in the back. Like, I'm cool. I'm not that thirsty for people to see me. I, if it's good, I appreciate it. But, yeah. So. Now, I don't want you to get a class away for free. But if you could, real quick, give me uh, give me three tidbits to, to uh, artist development. Like, Maybe two or three of the most important aspects to artist development. Stage presence. Um, let me see. I'm not going to say discernment, but uh, just being able to read your crowd mm-hmm. um, and song choice. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do you how do you pick a song choice? Is it do you, do you test them out like in the so, car with your friends? Do you mm, no. give them to a DJ? How, how do you test a song? First, if you only have one genre of music, because a lot of artists only have one genre, they don't they they're not well rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, if you only have one genre of music, why would you uh, book a show that is at a bar in Logan Square? For sure. You get me? If For you sure. know you you talk, I I bitch, I'm from the rack. I'm gonna do this. If you know that, why would you book up north? Right. Why would you do that? You would only book shows that are pertaining to your genre of music. Right. For sure. But if you are a singer and you have pop music, you have rap music, you have uh, calm music, happy music, um, EDM club music. You can go book a dead boat bar. You can go book, you know what I'm saying, the import. It's something like that. You right. can go book stuff like that. But it's all about 
choices once again so we always discuss choices okay okay that's dope that's dope that's a, a lot of artists definitely need some artist development what can what can they sign up for that what can they get over there um they can come to tribe house um it's in wicker park uh, 1564 damon uh, but you can go to tribehouse.net to check out the memberships that's what's up that's what's up so we talked about what you got going on now if you don't mind you know what i'm saying what's the overall goal what's the overall goal like what do you do this for what's the purpose what are you building for when you sit down in your rocking chair it's all said and done what you want to look like what you what do you want to accomplish is it a a i took a long time to find my purpose like i told you i'm 28 Mm -hmm. i took so long to find my purpose and i feel like i always knew my purpose but like i didn't like it Mm -hmm. i didn't like it you know it's to teach Mm-hmm. I never, ever, ever liked that. But when I did get into teaching, no matter what it was, um, like teaching hair, I, you know, I, they were trying to make that a career for me. Like, mm-hmm. hey, you could work at the school after you graduate. Like, it's, you help a lot of people when you do this, you know. So I took a long time to realize, damn, teaching is your calling. Like, that's what you, you know, that might be a part of your purpose in life. So managing is teaching. Mm-hmm. Managing is coaching. You get what I'm saying. So I do get the satisfaction of like feeling like I'm doing the deed that I'm supposed to in my life. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, so sure. I ain't mean to make that deep, but it's just no, it's true. Though. It's a passion. I'm sure. It's actually a passion. I don't just do it because oh, I want to be famous. Like sure. nah, nah, not really. That is being famous. Is you know what I'm saying like a something that's that's gonna come with it. You know right. what I'm saying? How you feel about that? Is that something you feel like you'll be able to manage? Something you, you ain't going to really like too much? You know what I'm saying? Something you yes. going to have to adjust to? I'm unfuckwittable and unbelievable. Oh, yeah? I'm serious. I, I have a dangerous level of don't give a fuck. That's what's up. You need that. Dangerous level of don't give a fuck. And I'm trying to tell you, like, it's literally all about self-confidence and how you feel about yourself. And if how you feel about yourself is based on the outside world, you fucked. Mm-hmm. You fucked because those people evil. They will say some shit, okay? Like, you can't really give a fuck about the outside world, what they, they say. say if you sit out. there and read the comments, like, I'm going to tell you so far, like, it's not it's not a person that I've dated for real that can say I went through their phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm that. Oh, I'm, or, or I'm, on, I'm on Facebook. I'm in your likes. No, bot. They can't say that. Because I don't do that. You yeah. get what I'm saying? That's a waste of time. It's time, a waste of time. stress. You're going to stress yourself I'm, out. I have so much. Sure. I've been busy for a long time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Be busy. I'm sure. Ain't got time for that. that, shorty. I have kids. I have I'm two sure. kids. Two little I'm girls. Sure. I, I I do that with them. For sure. You know, but not not in my other life. Like, I really don't have time for that. I'm, yeah. I'm very with the flow. It's okay. For sure. Yeah. Man, appreciate you. Like you said, when, before we got on camera, like, we've we been talking, you know what I'm saying? So it was good to finally get you up in here, you know what I'm saying? Definitely. And, I'm excited. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to, you know what I'm saying, you bring come through, you know what I'm saying, with the hits, you know what I'm saying, and the yeah. members, you know what I'm saying? So it's definitely an open-door policy. You know how to get up with me, you know what I'm saying? If you could, before you go, let the people know where they can find you on social media, where they can lock in with you, where they can work with you, where they can come possibly perform with you, all that good shit. For sure. Um if you want to check out any events, come talk with me about artist development. I um, do attend Tribe House. Like I said, you can catch me there on Tuesdays. Um, there's an open mic session. We can chop it up there. You can find me at um, Big Boss Bean on social media, Instagram. Uh, mostly B-I-G-B-O-S-S-B-E-E-N-E. 
um yeah so i'm on apple music i am on a few places um you want to find a couple of videos type in big boss bean or uh beanie jigger i have a few music videos i actually see the links to them yeah, for sure you gotta come do the in the booth now for sure you gotta especially especially if you only rapping to the summer for real i need yes. that i'm sure that shit gonna be in the vault on oh, shorty i'm like she retired she don't even rap no more right, right. I, don't oh, even do that shit no I got you i got you yeah. oh, sorry, but definitely appreciate you for coming through enjoy the rest of your day can't wait to have you back keep working for in sure, a minute gang gang yeah.